Welcome to the Unboxing Your Packaging podcast, where we pop packaging out of the box thanks to the shared experience of inspiring businesses and experts. I am Colleen Regou from Look for Loops. My passion is to optimize the use of resources and designing out waste. This show aims to help you redesign, reuse, and recover your packaging. Reuse isn't a new trend. It's always existed. But adapting reusables to our crazy lifestyle with disposable habits at a packaging level, that's challenging. Today, I'm excited to share with you the fifth of reusable benefits mentioned by five guests from the 2021 episode series. Sophie Liu of Loops, Jeremy Lambin of Fadimit Ferry, Samuel Chappelle of Placemo, Marie-Jemine of Pompoteuse, and Cody Erin of Shareways. Curious to find out what are the three key benefits behind those B2B and B2C reuse implementations? Let's start. First of all, I would like to put this episode a bit in context. I have a background in sharing economy, so I know how important it is to build trust, convenience, and appealing solutions in terms of price. I also have experienced how partnerships and adaptation are particularly critical to change behavior in this industry. So getting inspired by different business models is gold. What I really enjoyed in the 2021 interviews about reusables is the diversity of context where those initiatives are implemented. We have e-commerce, retailers, and even fast food with Loop in episode 6. We have office canteens with Freddie Mercury in episode 8. We have even festivals with Lassimo in episode 9. We have food businesses and small producers in urban and countryside areas with Lampoteuse in episode 10. And last but not least, we have a Vancouver citywide platform for cafes, restaurants, and cultural or market meeting points that use cups and takeout containers with Shareways in episode 12. Before digging into the three key benefits I will share with you today, I want to remind you that each benefit is tightly linked with challenges. So if you want to understand how each of our guests tackle them, I suggest you listen to the full episode. Just to give you a glimpse of what you can learn, our five guests shared a lot about three recurrent challenging steps in terms of reusables. So the first step, the design, material choices, branding, labels, and so on. Second step, the reuse cycles and questions such as for who, for how long, who is taking ownership, and how does the refill or the return system work, with their sub-questions about regulation, safety, and cleaning aspect. And of course, the end-of-life step, when the reusable container doesn't fit the work anymore. But today, I want you to enjoy what reusable alone. So, I hope you are ready to listen to some extracts that I have combined 
and the three key benefits of reusable packaging. One, reinforce client retention. Two, activate impact. Three, get ready for more. So, first of all, reusables reinforce client's retention. That's the first key benefit we will focus on today, thanks to our guest experiences. You might have heard about these statistics before, but I feel a reminder is always good to rub it in. According to the book Marketing Metrics, the probability of selling to an existing customer is 60 to 70%, whilst probability of selling to a new prospect is as little as 5 to 20%. In addition, according to Bain & Company, it costs as much as 6 to 7 times more to acquire a new customer than retain an existing one. So, let's listen to how we use can do this magic trick of retention. First of all, Cody from Shareways reminds us that not all clients for reusables are convinced by sustainability. But since reusable cups can be convenient and fancy enough, it actually participates in clients' retention. Gotta make it fun. The consumers need fun. They need engagement. They need more brands into it. It's just awareness. It's cool factor. Like if it's just one company with a cup, there's gonna be a very small segment of conscious, sustainable green folk that will go for it. But then the general public will be like, well, that's cute. What is interesting with reuse is that clients' retention also happens because of what it induces. Let's listen to Samuel with what is happening at Lassimo Festival when rewards are part of the game. So people could choose the first year, I could choose between compostable cups or reusable cups. And we wanted to support the people who choose the reusable way by giving them a bigger glass. So the people who used the reusable cups had to buy it. So it wasn't a deposit the first year. They had to buy it and it was a bigger glass for the same price than the throwable cup. And all the reusable cups were sold in a few minutes because people wanted to try it and to have extra beers. <laughs> and now, 13 years later, some people still come with the 2008 uh, cups and have extra beers. So it was a good uh, investment for them. So, as you have understood, 30 years later, the reuse system is well established at Lassimo Festival. And actually, it appears that the deposit system for reusables cleans festivals area by itself, compared to disposables, of course. And that makes festival goers very happy. You know, when, when you walk on the grass, on a clean ground, because everyone respects the place, respects the rules, naturally, you wonder how it's possible to do it by a different way. Of course, uh, sustainability, you need to change the paradigm. But, you know, we have some, some festival girls who are talking to us and saying, no, when I'm going to a dirty festival, I don't feel good because it's not comfortable. It's not respectful. It's not, it's not fun. So yes, yeah, sometimes we need to change our behavior. But, you know, if you try, you'll see it's very easy and you quickly understand the advantages. And if the most difficult is to keep your glass in your pocket, I think you can do it. <laughs> it can happen. Some people are drunk. 
some people uh, let their glass away. It's not a very big problem. They just lose one euro and someone else will be happy to take it and to take the deposit back. So it's not a very big problem. Year after year, people understand it. And after they went out on the field of the festival, they see everything is clean. There is no waste on the ground, no waste nowhere. So it's a very good experience for people because they don't see it anywhere. They feel good. Nice, right? In a completely different context, Safi explains the loop vision in terms of client retention, saying that most of the consumers are loyal to some brands or some specific products. We want to target people who don't care about sustainability at all, and they just walk into a Fred Meyer and they see, wow, this is a really cool packaging, and I want to eat my you know, ice cream or product out of that, that packaging instead of the regular one. And we want to be able to capture really anybody and being able to reflect brands that people actually purchase and already purchase is also important because there's always certain areas where you, you want to keep purchasing the brand that you currently use and whether or not you'll give it up for sustainability is a kind of a personal choice. So we just want to work with every single brand to move their products into reusable packaging so that consumers have the option in reuse. So to reach the client's retention benefits with a cool packaging, she developed the idea that there is another benefit for brands by taking back ownership of their packaging. With Loop, we're working with brands to kind of take back ownership of their packaging, understanding that if they invest in the packaging, um, they're able to maybe even innovate, create something more uh, aesthetically pleasing, more functional for their consumer. Um, and it doesn't have to be as cheap as when you sell that packaging to the consumer every single time. Speaking about brand partnership, Jeremy shared another key point about clients' retention. The trust. With the Freddie Mitchell business model, the focus shifts on the liability of the brands they are working with to fulfill the containers. Be as much transparent as possible, if not totally transparent. And we also want people to trust us. It means that they know that we did our job or work to go check all the partners, where they buy their things from, how they import it. We check that they minimize all the wastes on the way on all the supply chains. And that's clearly part of our job to make that verification. Good point is when you have local partners, most of them produce locally. It's very easy to check because you can just go and say, hey, how are you doing? And you are directly at the production site. And secondly is that you don't need to package it to sell it first to Paris and then bring back to another city. It's direct. They go from the production site to our logistic entrepot and then we deliver it directly. So there is no occasion to super or to over package uh, all the products. So the link is scheduled direct. Okay, clients' retention apply to the brand level and the end consumer level. And in terms of B2B, there are also the grocery stores, for example, who can even earn extra money thanks to reusables if they reach a good return rate. Marie from L'Empoteuse has included that in her business model. But then something very specific is that business owners can make the system financially interesting for them 
if and only if they can reach a very good return rate, either in the medium loop or small loop. If they just lose the container and don't reuse them, which is not ecological, they will start losing money. And if they have a good return rate, starting from 75%, which is three times reuse before you lose it, if you have a good return rate, you actually gain money compared to single-use packaging. And this is kind of on purpose, because it's their responsibility to make up a good return rate in their shop, but it's also the only person who can actually make it. So they are the most important actors of the circular loop, and I make sure that with my business model, if they actually do it fine, they will gain money from it, compared to single-use packaging. In short, clients' retention is, at the same time, a benefit from reuse and a lever to make more impact. Marie has shared a very concrete example of that. If you want to compensate the carbon footprint of the glass production, you have to use the container at least 17 times, which is much more than plastic. On the other hand, if it's very cheap and very easy to use and very easy to return, it's very likely that it will be used 17 times. So the point is to have as few containers as possible on the market and not never throw them away. You should reduce them for the 4,000 years that they're going to stay alive. <laughs> this brings us to our second key benefit of reuse. Activate impacts. Three main points here under the activation of impacts. The idea of regilding your brand with sustainable goals. The idea of optimizing the operations in your call business and the idea of reducing side effects such as food waste or CO2 emissions. I felt that Sophie from Loop summarized well how reuse can activate impact from a brand perspective. Yeah, I think packaging innovation is huge. Obviously, brands work with us for, for various reasons because they want to differentiate themselves from other brands, they want to work on those sustainability goals that every company has put forth, and they might be doing things on, on recycling and composting, but also want to tackle reuse. But I think in the long term, untying packaging uh, value from single use is going to allow brands to have a lot more packaging innovation. Right now, most of the packaging that you see in the store, it has to be, you know, 10 cents to the dollar because it has to be so cheap to be not wasteful, to be thrown out every single time and just be very lightweight. And that's part of the reason why we have so much packaging that's not recyclable because there's very little packaging to recycle and no material to sell, right? But with Loop, we have brands investing a bit more in that packaging because it has to be reused and it has to be durable. And at scale, this means that brands can produce packaging that's not just 10 cents, maybe it's a couple dollars. And at scale, they're able to invest in things like maybe smart packaging or maybe just more functional design where the packaging does more than just hold the product and also helps the user maybe use it or measure it or, or something else. So that possibilities become endless when you don't have to make your packaging cheap. And I think that's huge because once brands see this proven and they just want to bring more and more products in and they want to be you know, the best reusable product and packaging out there, 
then they'll invest in creating you know new and exciting things on the packaging front and that's really what I, I would love to see is brands not just creating something that's reusable for the sake of reuse but they actually want to create something that makes the experience a bit different and special in the reusable sector and of course what activates impact as well is to keep its simple principle which is a key factor for reusable success you can feel the enthusiasm Cody encountered with cafes affiliated with Shareways. We're actively engaging with more cafes to try to get them on board, and there's a really good response from that. Like everybody like likes the idea, and I like how easy it is, and that they don't have to do anything. Like it's just like there's no extra technology, there's no extra equipment, there's no extra anything. Effort. The training is takes like minutes. It's basically that. Yeah, just sell them this cup and put in a deposit and that's it. So the response has been great. Every All the community members that uh, that I've engaged with, that I've talked to, the, that have tried it, I really love it. They're just like so on board. It's just basically building out the network of convenient return options that's going to be uh, key to the reuse industry in general across the city. About effort and convenience, Marie from Lampeteuse brought up precisely how a good standardized reuse system can actually save customers' time. That's definitely another way to activate impact to shop with zero waste. My biggest secret, I believe, should not be a secret, don't underestimate the labels. The labels on the food container are the most important and the most difficult part of reusing. I use a permanent label on my containers, it has the net weight of the container so you can uh, make grocery shopping easier and faster. But this permanent label should be the only label on the container. It helps the customers bring back the container. Any other label, like for example, you know, uh, this is a marinara and this is the expiration date and the ingredients and everything you want to put on your label. This should be removed easily. And that's the same for everyone because the pots are standard. So, so they can move from a place to another. It should be always the same. But it's important because when you go zero waste grocery shopping, usually you have to wait a container before you put anything inside. And you have to add a label on them. And it's a very time-consuming process, and you have to do it again every time. And all of them requested you maybe five minutes of your time every week to wait in line in front of the scales just to put a label with a tara. And it's very time-consuming. It's completely useless. You can just have one permanent label with a tower and a barcode to read it. Yeah, If you can have your grocery shopping experience very smooth and fluid and fast, you will definitely go zero waste every time. If it takes you an extra half an hour every week, you will probably not do it when the kids go to music school and sports. So that's all the point. Now that Marie mentioned the difference between permanent label and removable one, it made me think about the sleeves opportunity that Cody from Shareways explained. Sharing a design optimizes operations and still activates impacts for brands as they are part of the solution. I want um, other people to shine and that's the sleeve opportunity. Like if you have a, a branded sleeve and so people are walking around with a, you know, a JJ Bean sleeve and it's on one of our cups, uh, people will, you know, see the sleeve and then they'll see the cup and be like, oh, they're doing that cool program. What's that thing called? I don't care if they know what our name is or not. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I just want people to use it. 
And, and so that's the branding opportunities is through the sleeve. And on the cup itself, it does have the manufacturer's information on it, but you don't really see it. So we're not trying to show off our brands or logos. We want our partners to do that. Samuel from Lassimo has also a specific approach about labels and reusables. In a festival context, standardization is also broad as an ecological strength. And branding can also speak for itself when it's crossed the festival's border. It actually reminds me the mustard glass of my childhood and the Belgian beer glasses collected in my collocation when I was a university student. Not necessarily the most fancy ones, but they were full of fun memories of friendship. We labeled five persons each year of the, the, the all the stuff, all the all the caps. So we have a few lasemo of the year. We have the lasemo of last years, of course. And if the lasemo are not enough, company Eco Cup has a generic caps to be sure we have we have enough. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do more than 5%. We think 5% is good for the souvenirs and for people experiences. Uh, and these cups are reused every year, so it's reusable one. But they are less reused than generic ones, because generic ones are going to other festivals, other events. So that's the best ecologic solutions. But you know, when people keep the souvenir or keep one cup, so they pay the cup by not taking back the deposit. And so by paying one euro the cup, it's a way to fund the operations. Deposit, hey? That's a whole subject. Of course, when I say that reuse is activating more positive impact, it doesn't stop with the container itself and its material choice. It goes beyond. For example, if it allows a great management of leftover, then we are talking about food waste reduction. Jeremy from Freddie Metcury included that in his business model with the choices of the glass. The good points are that it's very easily washable, so we can wash it and use it very easily and in an unlimited number of, uh, of times. What is very important as well is to be able to close the container because you have fresh salads, uh, it needs to stay in the fridge, and um, you cannot do that with everything. Also, you need to be able to store it for some day, and if you do it, for example, with uh, paper, even if it's recycled, that won't work, because you will need some plastic in it, or then if you put it wet, it won't work. So clearly, the good advantage to have a glass container is that you can reuse it, transport it easily, and glass, it's easy to put in the microwave. You can easily eat it. And for the washable and for the, the easiness to close it. And yes, definitely, last year people were doing their lunch at home or even ordering more for the dinner. We saw a bit of everything. As I told you, it goes beyond. And even above, the floor is still for Jeremy with this explanation. A very important part as well is to show the impact that we are doing. So we want to make the people, the consumer, conscious of all the moves of what they did, or also the impact that they had their lunch on the planet. 
explaining, okay, so you bought from us, it means that we use this container instead of this one. It means that we use X quantity of CO2 less than another product. Similar also with the product inside the lunch, because it's not only the box that is more ecological, it's also every product inside, because we use to look mainly with vegetables, and vegetables are the less polluting ingredients. And since we bought in Europe, there's also no pollution on that side. And since we bought it also very locally, there's also no pollution on that side. And we want really to make people conscious of that, to show them, okay, here is the impact of the lunch, so that they can understand it, and if possible, duplicate it with us, and also at home or wherever they eat. Reuse definitely activates many impacts, specifically when you start to analyze all your value chain. Marie from Lampoteuse has this mindset as well, and demonstrates the importance of taking everything into account. Here is only a sample of her systemic approach that you can listen in its entirety in episode 10. I always keep in mind that sometimes my jars are used to replace a paper bag, so it has to be more ecological than a single-use paper bag. It means that if I use single-use packaging to ship my jars, I produce more waste than I avoid. <laughs> so it's been a big question from the beginning, because also if you don't want to break your dry, you need to have some very specific packaging to avoid shocks during transportation. Then I picked a specific kind of compartmented crates that are reusable, very sturdy, and they're very, very durable. And of course, it's plastic. But all of the crates can be returned. It's also with a deposit price. Before surprise, reusables don't get along with so-called single uses or disposables. So, tackling the problem at its root is definitely a tremendous part of impact activation. Sophie from Loop formulated it very clearly. So we wanted to further that mission of eliminating the idea of waste by creating something that would address the root cause of the waste that was being created and work with brands to um, move away from single use in, in its entirety instead of only trying to recycle the waste once it's created. Before jumping into the third benefit, I feel it makes sense to bring some numbers when we talk about activating impacts. So, what's better than a closed doors festival that weighed their waste? Let's listen to Samuel from Lassimo then. In Belgium, every people at home produce every day one and a half kilogram of waste every day. So it's about 500 kilograms each year. So it's quite a lot. And when people are going to Lesemo, with all the job we did uh, reducing the waste, we have only 350 grams for each person every day. So it's still waste. It's not a zero waste, but it's less waste than at home. Reuse is pushing back some lines and is creating cycles, taking on board a lot of people. That's why I named the third key benefit, get ready for more. The first element of reuse getting your business ready for more is the way it can help you get away of regulations. 
Cody from Sherry's have experienced that. And then when the 25 cent company comes in, you're going to be all ready, set, go, and you'll have the extra option. That is the main point of that fee coming in from the city is like they want to have a, a reuse option that's available or people to bring their own. So I kind of like timed it perfectly. Attention to sustainability is growing. The demand is there and reusables is part of the solution. So what comes with the packaging, such as qualitative products inside, is a great sales pitch. The good surprise I had is the interest the company had for zero waste, local and biological, because it really, I don't want to exaggerate, but it really sells by itself. Just like contents and containers are adapted to each other, reuse needs company. By definition, the journey of reusables is punctuated by many stakeholders' contacts over and over again. So, it gets you ready for many partnerships to come. That's actually the wish of Sophie from Lou. From this e-commerce platform, however, um, the next major step for Loop was to partner with retailers and bring this into actual retail locations. So with those retailers, that partnership is extremely important because Loop um, moves from an isolated system where you can only go to the Loop website and purchase products into an integrated system, which is really what we want to build is a network around reuse that makes reuse just as easy for a consumer as if they were purchasing any number of single use products and trying to find a trash can to throw it out in. And so with this retail partnerships, consumers can now go to maybe a store they're already doing their shopping and be able to try out some reusable products slowly, you know, purchase more and more reusable products. Um, and at the same time, we're obviously working with many, many brands to launch new versions of their products in reusable packaging so that consumers have an increasing breadth of options as they're shopping. A strong vision of reuse gives birth to diverse supports as well. Samuel from Lassimo is talking about this way to get ready for more. We never have support enough, but yeah, we, we are known for work. We are supported by authorities. I think now that sustainable issues are important and known are beginning slowly to be priorities. So we have the support of, of authorities. We have the support of some brands, uh, but the most important is to have to have the support of the audience and to have the conviction that uh, we are in a good way. And you know, each year we have feedbacks, we have advices from the festival goers to do better uh, because they are some of them are con convinced that we are doing a great job, but it's possible to to do better. And they are convinced that sustainability is, is an important issue for our generation. So we, we have the support of the festival goers and the audience. We have some support of the authorities. We'd like to have a little bit more, but <laughs> I think we are, know we are understood and we are recognized by the, the industry. The first years, of course, all the festival managers load a lot about <laughs> uh, the, the little new one who want to do uh, the sustainable festival, but no, they noticed uh, something we do and they use that on the festival and it's the best recognition uh, for us and it gives energy to do better and better. I like this story. 
It makes me think about the ugly duckling becoming a beautiful swan, finally admired by the others. So, when your reuse model attracts other partners, you can also decide to be a bit picky, welcome them following a set of values, for example. That's what Jeremy decided with Freddie Metcury. We only partnership with company or people that have the desire to work in that direction. Either they are already working as zero risk company, or they have the desire to change that direction. Either they already had the intention to go in that direction, or they have it now with us and coming along to go in that direction. But clearly, we have three values that are of the same points and that are modern choice. The first one is local, the second one is zero waste, and the third one is biological. And zero waste is on the three main components of our monetary determinants. So exactly the company in partnership with need to, to have that desire. And of course, when you start to get a foot on the ladder with reuse, it continues to get you ready for the next challenge. Samuel integrated reusable plates after the festival cups, and the reaction was quite funny. So with our partner, uh, we found a solution to develop and to try this, this reusable plates, and it worked very well. Uh, all the, the people asked why we didn't do it before, uh, the food truck also. Yes, sometimes people are already ready to jump on the train. But you have to put the train on the track while they are waiting in station. But for sure, there are more and more people getting their tickets. The Generation Z is looking for meaningful jobs, and reuse can be one of them, according to Cody. I guess I wouldn't say call to action. I, I just actually thought of this the other day. I was like, it's not a call to action. It's a, it's a call to opportunity. Yeah. In the new way of doing business or the business that people like doing, it's not like corporate cutthroat, work yourself to the bone, high stress. When people don't, uh, people won't stand for that anymore. That's kind of old school business and, and there will be a, a changeover to it. Yeah. We can see this acute shift in, in transparency and inclusivity and diversity and uh, acceptance and whatnot across the, the board that people are uh, talking about it and want it. I don't think it's there yet, but it's a better way to do business. It's more enjoyable uh, unless you like cutthroat, competitive, like hurtful business that's high stress and, you know, there's a winner and a loser out of it. But if everybody can work together on it and that's your motivation is to enjoy your life and to have community and connection with people and like good conversation and not just be like, I want to order 10 of these, get it to me now, like that kind of stuff. And since the recording of all these interviews, it seems that indeed getting other motivated people on board happens quite quickly. Here are some news. Cherries has built a new partnership with three local and zero-waste groceries, Jar Grocery Delivery, Live Light, and Wiseville. Thanks to them, Cherries has launched its free home pickup of its reusable cups. Following the same way, Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association sponsored progressive incentives for the first 50 downtown businesses that sign up with Sherry's. Always great to have extra support thanks to collaboration, right? In the same spirit, Marie from Mopotus 
co-created a professional network called Consomaction to strengthen the zero-waste sector in Belgium. I've put the links in the show notes for more details. Speaking about links, I usually ask my guests if they have resources to recommend. Here is the one from me about reuse. I invite you to get inspired by the six benefits exclusively at a B2C level developed in the publication Reuse Rethinking Packaging by Ellen McCartrick Foundation. Let's recap. If you haven't considered reuse yet, it is worth it to give a serious thought. I mean, not only as a business model, but as a potential partner or even as a client. Our five guests have testified that there are many opportunities. So keep in mind the three key benefits I highlighted for you today. One, reinforce clients' retention. Two, activate impact. Three, get ready for more. And I hope you are ready for more because I see you in two weeks with new inspiring guests. See you soon. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if it's the case, be sure to subscribe where you get your podcast and leave us a five stars review to help for its visibility. You also probably have at least two or three friends or colleagues to share this episode with. Of course, feel free to get in touch by the lookforloops.com website or drop me a line on Colleen Regu LinkedIn profile. Last but not least, be sure to check the show notes with the links and resources. Until next time.